left off and the clock has started. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. That was Chris from San Jose. He was the announcer for this episode. I used to have that job. That's right, this is 20 minutes you'll never get back. My name is Doug Prezak, and I'd like to welcome everybody to tuning in and listening to uh, this episode. And a special thanks to Chris for being uh, this episode's announcer. We actually have quite a few. I'm very excited about this. This just means I do need to do another like 20 episodes to cover everybody who send in their their uh, uh, announcer intros. But it's kind of exciting to have people send them in for me. So I appreciate that. Chris from San Jose, despite what Graham says. And now we're back from that uh, four-part series I did called Once Upon a Time in Disneyland. I hope you found that uh, at least somewhat informational. Maybe for some of you, it's a nostalgic ride and in, uh, into things from the past in Disneyland. For others, maybe it's something you wish you could have seen. I know they were they went over the 20 minutes. I, I understand that, and I apologize. Uh, they also were kind of chatty because I had a lot of stuff. Somebody asked me, "Do I write a script for these for these episodes?" And I have a loose set of notes. Some things I have to read if it's you know specific information. But the, uh, the Once Upon a Time in Disneyland was 46 pages of script to get through in, in those four parts. So it was a lot of writing, a lot of reading. So I was kind of chatty, had to talk kind of fast. But uh, um, it was fun doing that, and I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. But now we're back to normal. We're back to normal. This will not be longer than 20 minutes, guaranteed. I, if it is, I will stop dead. Whatever I'm saying, that's it. I'm cutting it off. So it will not be more than 20 minutes. And frankly, I think I owe you guys uh, a couple minutes because I know I went over on, uh, I think it was uh, part one. So I promise I will make it up to you. I will give you back those uh, extra couple minutes. Guarantee. I I said it. I'll do it. I also want to uh, give a shout out to the listeners in Washington, Virginia, and Anchorage, Alaska. Again, you guys are killing these episodes. I see the, the download numbers and wow. Uh, you must must like the sh- must like the show. I appreciate it very much. So, thank you to uh, the the non California states who are listening. Of course, all my California listeners, I I uh, I love you guys too. Uh, and also, let's see now. Don't forget, you can uh, follow me on that whole Instagram thing, and the the address or the the name or whatever you have to type into Instagram to follow me is that at sign, and it's the number two zero, and then. M, oh, I gotta figure this out. Minutes you'll never get back. M Y N G B. That's it. Two zero, M Y N G B. Twenty minutes you'll never get back. Follow me, and let you know when I have the next episode posted, and uh, some stupid pictures I put up. And so, if you want to do that, I appreciate it. I like to have like hundreds of followers. That would be really cool. I have nine, <laughs> so. I like to build that up, you know, give my, give my Instagram some worth in, on this earth. All righty. I think it's time we start the show. It's been three minutes and 18 seconds. <laughs> if I don't get going, I'm going to run out of my 20 minutes before I even start. All right, here we go. All right. Well, you clicked on it. So you undoubtedly noticed that the title of this episode is 20 hot dogs. So let me explain something. That's not a phrase. That's two separate words. So the first part is 20 and the second part is hot dogs. We'll start with the 21st, because, not not 21st. We'll start with 20 initially. There you go. We'll start with 20 because this is episode number 20. I was chatting with listener Tom, and uh, shouts to Tom on this one. He pointed out, he said, hey, do you realize that episode 20 of 20 Minutes will be in 2020? And I've got one better for you, Tom. I'm recording this on October 
20th. Ooh, that is freaky deaky. So that got me thinking about 20 and why is 20 any significance? And I, as you know, <laughs> I looked it up and I have some reasons for you. Uh, and not really why it's significant. It's just information about the number 20. If you look up 20 in the dictionary, it, it tells you this. 20 is the natural number following 19 and preceding 21. Now, if you need to look that up in a dictionary uh, and you're you're older than five years old, maybe there's a different podcast you should be listening to. And if you're still relying on that dictionary to help you out with, with the numbers, uh, off the top of my head here, uh, uh, 36, that uh, follows 35 and precedes 37. Um, let's see, what else? What else can I do for you? 62, 62, yep, that uh, follows 61, precedes 63. So I think you've kind of got that part figured out. Uh, now, where does it come from? The word 20 in Middle English comes from the word 20, <laughs> but that's spelled T-W-E-N-T-I. And from Old English, the word is twintig, which means two tens. Not a lot of thought went into, uh, into that one. Let's see. Here's one for you. It's pretty cool. 20 is the sum of the first four consecutive even numbers. 2 plus 4 plus 6 plus 8 equals 20. Oh, there it is again. Uh, in Roman numerals, it's a XX, or as I like to say, dos equis. And I think you see where I'm going with that one. If you have perfect vision, you're said to have 20, 20 vision. But of course, if you're on the metric system, you have 6-6 six, six vision. <laughs> but, but this is episode 20, so we're, we're going to stick with that version. 20 is the atomic number for calcium. So see, this is a healthy podcast. You're getting your dose of calcium. Oh man, I'm really stretching this now. If you have 20 objects sitting on the table in front of you, marbles, pennies, cats, whatever, that's a score. As in four score and seven years ago, that's 87 years. A score is 20 of something. In numerology, and I'm not going to go any deeper than what I'm about to tell you, because if you dive deep into numerology, you start heading to some dark places of the world. Let me tell you, it's crazy stuff. But in numerology, 20 is primarily focused on relationships. Uh, it seems kind of appropriate for to me, 2020 focus on the relationships because let's face it, we've all been stuck at home with our family for seven months now. Okay, I'll retract that stuck at home. We've all been home fostering and enhancing our relationships for seven months. There, I cleaned that one up for you. And let's go to sports, okay? Uh, in sports, the standard dartboard has 20 sectors and the highest points is 20. The Kentucky Derby has a maximum a running field of 20 horses. No more than that. Uh, if you are a chess player, I am not, but if you are a chess player, 20 is the number of legal moves uh, each player in a starting position. So you can only, one of 20 places moves you can make when you start the game. Australian rules football, uh, and I've got uh, some listeners in Australia, so you already know this. But for the rest of the world, Australian rules football. Uh, the games consist of four 20-minute quarters. Uh, NC2A men's basketball rules. The games consist of a 20-minute half. I guess that means the total game is 40 minutes. 
I did the math on that for you. Uh, ice hockey is played in three 20-minute periods. So that adds up to a whole hour. <sighs> okay, I'm, I'm done with uh, the number 20, but, you know, I'm celebrating podcast number 20, episode 20. They said it would never last. I don't know who they is, but they said it wasn't going to go past three episodes. So, you know, bless your little heart. Keep on trying. But here it is, number 20. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. And right now, I think it's time for a break. But first, this very important political message. Since we're in the election season, I thought it only fair to have a debate on uh, my podcast. So uh, in the next 58 seconds or so, we're going to have a little debate. Which sound is better? We will have three presenters, each stating their case. And then you, the listening public, can decide which one is the best. So let's bring up on stage Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Snap. they didn't interrupt each other i don't i i can't give any points to crackle that whole flute thing was kind of irritating so uh i'm going to give it to pop that's my that's my vote your opinion may be different but that's okay but for me i vote for pop okay okay i think it's time to get back into the show and uh the second part of this podcast is hot dogs and dang it now i'm really hungry (laughs) i want a hot dog uh the show must go on all right let's go doug It has been said, it has been theorized, it has been hypothesized, and adamantly credited that the Frankfurter, or a.k.a. hot dog, was developed in the city of Frankfurt am Main in Germany. In fact, in 1987, the city of Frankfurt celebrated the 500th birthday of the hot dog in that city. However, this claim is disputed by those who assert that the popular sausage known as the Dachshund or Little Dog Sausage was actually created in the late 1600s by Johann Georgener. He was a butcher living in Coburg, Germany. According to a report, Georgener later traveled to Frankfurt to promote his new product. Well, that's all fine and dandy, except the people of Vienna, Austria disagree. Vienna in German is Wien, W-E-I-N, as in Wiener. They point out the term Wiener to prove their claim as the birthplace of the hot dog. As it turns out, it's more likely that the North American hot dog comes from a widespread common European sausage that was brought here by butchers from several different nationalities. As if that controversy isn't enough for you, it's also in doubt as to who served the first Dachshund sausage. 
you like how I'm pronouncing that? A Dachshund sausage on a roll. One report says a German immigrant sold them along with milk rolls and sauerkraut from a push cart in New York City's Bowery during the 1860s. Another possible origin for serving sausages and rolls is the pie man Charles Feltman at Coney Island in New York City. In 1867, he had a cart made with a stove on which he could boil the sausages in a compartment to keep the buns, which they were served on, keep them fresh. Now, in 1871, he leased land to build a permanent restaurant, and the first Coney Island hot dog stand sold 3,700 Dachshund sausages and a milk roll during his first year in business. I'm sorry, I'll stop doing that. The year 1893 is also a very important date in hot dog history. Yes, hot dogs have a history. In Chicago that year, the Columbian Exposition brought hordes of visitors who consumed large quantities of the sausages sold by vendors. People liked this food that was easy to eat, convenient, and inexpensive. You hear that, Wiener Schnitzel? They should be inexpensive. Sorry. <clears throat> According to the hot dog historian Bruce Craig, the Germans always, <laughs> hot dogs have their own historian. How is this possible? The Germans always ate the Dachshund sausages with bread. Since the sausage culture is German, it's likely the Germans introduced the practice of eating Dachshund sausages, which we today know as the hot dog nested in a bun. Now, also in 1893, sausages became the standard fare at baseball parks. This tradition is believed to have started by the St. Louis bar owner Chris Von Dehe. He is a German immigrant who also happened to own the St. Louis Browns Major League Baseball team. Can you imagine if you had a St. Louis Browns Major League Baseball card right now, what that would be worth? Holy crikeys. I'm sorry, I digress. So how did the term hot dog come about? Well, that's another story that riles all kinds of serious hot dog historians. How did hot dog come about? Well, some say the word was coined in 1901 at the New York Polo Grounds on a cold April day. Vendors were hawking their hot dogs from portable hot water tanks shouting, and I'm not going to shout because I'm in a recording booth. That's just stupid. They're red hot. Come get your Dachshund sausages while they're red hot. A New York Journal sports cartoonist, Tad Dorgan, he kind of observed the scene and he quickly drew out a cartoon of a uh, barking Dachshund sausages nested in warm rolls. Not sure how to spell Dachshund, he just simply wrote hot dog. The cartoon was said to have become quite a, uh, let's just say, pre-Twitter sensation and the term hot dog was coined. Unfortunately, historians have been unable to find this cartoon. Okay, hot dogs have been around for a long time. There's all kinds of varieties. The uh, New York dog or the New York style hot dog is an all beef frank topped with sauerkraut and spicy brown mustard. The Midwest has its Chicago style hot dog, which is served on a poppy seed bun topped with mustard and tomatoes and really, really bright green relish. And some ballparks have their own signature hot dogs, kind of like the Dodger dogs at Dodger Stadium. I've had one of those. Got to tell you, not a fan. Sorry. Americans consume about 20 billion, that's with a B, hot dogs per year. And get this, 7-Eleven sells the most grilled hot dogs in North America, 100 million annually. And that brings us to this, this very moment, the real part of this episode. 
the controversy, ketchup or mustard on a hot dog? Let me tell you, there is only one correct answer. Both condiments can usually be found at hot dog stands, but putting ketchup on a hot dog is a major crime. It's an offense likened to putting ice cubes in your wine or eating pizza with a fork. The National, and get this, this is the important part, the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council recently came out in disapproval of adults using ketchup on hot dogs. In a guide to hot dog etiquette, the organization decreed that for those 18 years of age and older, acceptable wiener toppings include mustard, relish, onions, cheese, and chili. Former President Barack Obama agrees, and he takes it one step further. He says it's not acceptable past the age of eight. So take that, you ketchup lovers. Doug Prezak, Barack Obama, we stand together, mustard only. In 2017, Heinz tried to rebrand ketchup as, quote, Chicago dog sauce, and the Twitter sphere struck back with all kinds of ads calling it a crime. Hebrew National even issued Heinz a violation of city hot dog ordinance. And the reporter for the Chicago Tribune uh, tried to argue that, quote, it's okay to put ketchup on a hot dog. People immediately suspected he was paid off by Heinz and called him a moron. <laughs> That's okay. That's a little harsh. Sorry. No, you know what? Yeah, no, you can't put ketchup on a hot dog. Besides the no ketchup on a hot dog, the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council also has this list of do's and don'ts. Don't put hot dog toppings between the dog and the bun. Always, quote, dress the dog, not the bun. Don't use a cloth napkin to wipe your mouth when eating a hot dog. Paper is always preferable. Do eat hot dogs on buns with your hands. Utensils should never touch a hot dog. Do use paper plates to serve hot dogs. Everyday dishes are acceptable. China is a no-no. Don't take more than five bites to finish a hot dog. For a foot-long wiener, seven bites are acceptable. Uh, don't leave bits of bun on your plate. Eat it all. Condiments remaining on the fingers after eating a hot dog should be licked away, not washed. Use multicolored toothpicks to serve cocktail wieners. Cocktail forks are in poor taste. Don't bring wine to a hot dog barbecue. Beer, soda, and lemonade are the only acceptable items. And lastly, kind of mentioned it before, don't use ketchup on your hot dog. All right, my friends, that wraps up episode number 20. And what have we learned? Well, we learned that the maximum number of horses that can run in the Kentucky Derby is 20. We also learned that 20 follows 19. We learned that there's some animosity between Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And we learned if you're coming to my house for a barbecue hot dog dinner, uh, you're not going to get ketchup, no matter what. Don't even ask. Not going to happen. Sorry. Ain't going to happen. That's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you again next time on episode 21 of 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com, and uh, you can... Uh, Leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So 
take take a look at those two things if you like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. <laughs>